Welcome to the Paradise Paradox. My name's Aaron Battle. Today, you guys are in for a bit of a treat. I'm talking about an after lunch lie down. You're a kindergarten student and um, me, your kindergarten teacher, is going to open up a session of story time. This is a little, a little story that I experienced, a little event that I didn't choose exactly, um, but enjoyed all the same. Um, my, my wife, Joanna, wanted to go on an adventure and, uh, you know, being a good husband and her day off, I decided just to go with the flow. So it was load the, load the Boccia, the 81 model Volkswagen sedan, and we're going out to the country. Um, of course, you know, essentials that I would pack, um, were loaded camping gear, maybe a machete just to make sure that, uh, I'm prepared for when, uh, when my car breaks down. It's, um, it's essentially inevitable with my experience with my car. So, um, and off we went. So this is going to be, this is the story. Uh, I don't want to give too much of it away. Feel free to jump on, uh, on Twitter and get in contact with me at BattleAZ. You can also jump on our page on Facebook and, uh, and like. Hold the like button, drop down to do notifications so you don't miss out any of these crazy adventures that make up the lives, the lives of the, the Paradise Paradox. You may also want to jump through our website, www.theparadiseparadox.com, where you can check out all our previous episodes and future episodes, uh, a whole range of topics. Please feel free to jump on to search and check out whatever you like. There's, there's a whole lot there. Uh, also, make sure that you, uh, if you're doing the, the podcast thing, then uh, iTunes or Pocket or Pocket Casts, uh, also Podcast Addict. Uh, if you if you are listening through uh, podcasts that way, give us a rating, add a review, let us know what you think. Uh, be involved somehow, uh, any way you like. You can also go through and, and donate. If you go to the the website, there's a donate button up the top. Um, we suggest a dollar per show that you enjoy. Uh, feel free to send a dollar if you don't enjoy it or uh, half a dollar, or a Bitcoin, or Satoshi. Uh, we're pretty much happy to take whatever currency you're happy to send through. And it's just about showing support for, uh, for a project that we enjoy doing. And if you enjoy it, it makes sense to support what you like. Amazon. Amazon is uh, one of our sponsors. We have a Amazon link at the top of our page. Um, please feel free to click on that. It sends you through to the Amazon site where you can go window shopping, check out everything you like, anything you like. They pretty much sell everything. Um, but by doing so, when you do actually make a purchase, what actually happens is they send a very small commission. doesn't change the price of anything you buy, but a very small commission through to the Paradise Paradox. So that's a way that uh, you guys can buy what you, what you like and, uh, and we get supported in the, in the whole process of that. So without holding up any longer, get comfortable and enjoy my story. How am I going to start my story? It was a weekend. Yeah. And good, good start. 
it was the weekend. Joanna had a day off. I, I didn't have much to do. And uh, the mission was we were going to, Joanna wanted to get to know a little, go visit a little town called San Sebastián de Oeste. Apparently it's like, it's on the, the, uh, the Mexican magic Pueblo list. So it's one of those towns that are just trapped in, in time. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Trapped in a list of tourist destinations. For the rest of time. <laughs> these towns are preserved. Like yeah. the government won't let you build anything in there. The towns are all like the streets are rock. Cars uh, don't like driving. Like everything's. You're well, not allowed like, to build anything. That's, um, that's well, why they stay the same. Yeah. It's like it's heritage. Okay. All right. <laughs> but I guess if they wanted to build something, they, they could change the rules. Sure, sure. So, we're, we're, going, to this, we're going to this town and uh, I'm like, okay, so what do you know about this town or why are we going here? Hmm. It's just, you know, I just, uh, Mentoho, I felt like it. I feel like going to visit this town. So, uh, so off we go. First thing I do is jump on Google Maps. Where is this town? Like, Joanna tells me a couple hours away. It could be five hours away. I, I, I don't know. All oh, right. A couple of hours away. Ah, no te preocupes. Falta un poquito. Falta un poquito. That's what they say when it's actually half an hour, an hour, five hours away. This is <laughs> Just uh, a little bit more. It's Just a little bit. Is it a chick thing? No, I think it's more a Mexican thing. It's a Mexican thing. Okay. Bus, bus drivers always tell me that. Well, the map told me it was three and a half hours. Uh-huh. And, uh, yeah, three and a half hours road trip with the family, me, wife, and Bocho. <laughs> uh, so, Wally didn't come along. No, I, I left Wally at home. But, well, they, they, can you you're know, disowned. <laughs> he, he's got his own room. You know my Bocho. Mm. Would you jump in that car for three and a half hours? No. Fuck no. <laughs> um, I, I'm a little uneasy about it. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I know my car. Um, it's running well at the moment, but I mean, that, yeah, could, that could change. Minutes. It's Who an knows? 81 model Volkswagen sedan. Mm. Nothing special, no interior, <laughs> no back seat. <laughs> and, uh, and the passenger front seats cable tied in. Um, it wouldn't pass Rojo in Australia. You reckon? Mm. Uh, yeah, it wouldn't. There's no way. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's there's no way. Uh, so um, I I didn't really had um, a choice. It was either we go, or I have to um, I have to deal with Joanna being upset on her day off. <laughs> so I, I was like, all right, well, um, you know, without being silly, I want my adventure hat. I want we're taking my machete. And we're putting the the tent in the back because anything can happen. <laughs> like it was Saturday, so you know, I mean, anything, anything could happen. Like you know, I've only got one spare tire. Yeah, you know, things like that. It's three and a half hours on Mexican road, which be like be like driving to Europe through via Peru. Um, <laughs> but you know what? The roads weren't that bad, surprisingly. Yeah. Like once I got out of the, you know, the, the town, like the main, the highways are good, except they're very curvy and you go down one mountain, up the mountain. There's a lot of mountains involved. But it, I mean, that, that wasn't the, the problem. The problem was the GPS 
sent me out past tequila on the way to, you know, via Nayarit, which is like the next state over. Um, it was it was cool seeing Welcome to Nayarit. It was like, whoa, look how far the bocho, good bocho, <laughs> made it all this way, thinking, you know, you got to make it back home. Um, we, we're cruising, we're doing the mountains, we've got snacks, everything's great. I can't complain. The bocho's doing well. The fuel gauge is still on full. It's pretty good on fuel. Um, we are cruising. Full, full. But that actually means it has like half a liter on it or something. Uh, half a tank. Yeah, the, right. the top half. Okay. It gets half full and it's full. So right. I just filled it up and I knew I was on full. And um, when it goes, when it starts dropping from full, I know I'm at half. <laughs> um, and then yep. uh, when it's about half, it's about a quarter. When it hits the red, I've got about five liters. Okay. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, I've worked out my car. I've broken down without fuel a couple of times. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that's completely out of my mind because we're, we're cruising and we're making good time, fuel's good. Um, but you know, I've, I've been driving for a while, and I thought I can follow on the the Google Map. So yeah, I've got internet on my phone. You know, I've got, I've got signal here, so let's just double check hmm. to make sure I'm going the right way. And it appeared that there could have been a better way to go. If I went from Guadalajara, I go kind of down. If I go south and then back up. Or I can go north and then back down. Either way, it's straight across um, to San Sebastián. And I thought, okay, I'll just double check. You know, you know what Google Maps on my phone gave me? What? A snail. <laughs> An outward spiral from where I was. <laughs> capturing every street it could. Like, like it was just taking every right turn. There must be a programming issue with, uh, with Google Maps. Or whatever maps was on my phone. Um, I think it's Google Maps or Apple Maps or whatever. Okay. But one of these programs has an issue where it just gives you the next right turn constantly until it gets you to the main street. Because I'm, I'm seeing this, this snail on, this, on the map and I'm looking at Joanna. And I would have taken a photo, but my, my power button just wouldn't take the photo. Um, so... What do you do? We're waving out to this old lady that's selling like orange juice or something. Uh, like, how do we get back to the main road? And I thought I'll get back to the main road and then I'll put the directions in again. Like the directions is literally a town and from here. And it, it didn't it didn't give me the exact like it didn't give me the exact way. It just kind of like left a grey line and then it gave me a blue line, but I need to get to the blue line to start my, my trip. It was really it was really weird. I think the streets that I were on, that I was on, uh, aren't on the map. But that's what happened. So it just had a grey line, like lighting up all the all the streets of the town until I got back to the main road. So I asked, "Where's the main road?" We got out to the main road, and then I read, I redo it, and it's like, "Okay, no worries. You know, twelve kilometers down the road, and take the take the right." And and I'm looking at the map, and it is like a uh, like the reading of like a Richter scale. The street is just like a swiggly line around, around this mountain and then down the river, across the river, and then to the town, and about an hour and a half to go. It's like, okay, okay, you know, no worries, bit of a detour, we lost a bit of time. It's, it's still light, so, you know, we might get there before <laughs> dark. Um, okay, at what time did you begin this epic journey? About midday. 
Right, yeah, great, so, the perfect time. Yeah, so, uh, you know, including lunch and everything and we stopped or whatever, you know, it's probably around 6 o'clock. No, 5, 5 o'clock because I didn't realize that in Nayarit they got a different time. They're, uh-huh. like, they're like one hour different. For real? Well, I think so. <laughs> because this is coming to the next part. Okay. Um, I'm following the zigzag road. And, you know, it's fair enough. Like, you know, it's not a very good road. I'm going, I'm going pretty walking pace because there's, there's a pothole every meter scattered everywhere. Uh, it looks like they were doing construction and then they just left it. There was like, there's just square potholes in the road for maybe a couple hundred meters. And I thought, you know, no worries. They're, they're, built, they're rebuilding the road. It's a weekend. I don't expect them to work. I'll just <laughs> drive through here really slow. Except it didn't stop. The road was just bad for kilometers. And, uh, I mean, I locked up the the botch a couple times because I, I didn't see the potholes like there was just like a gravel dirt road and then all of a sudden it's like whoa cliff skid into a stop and then bang I'm in this hole I'm like oh crap you know I'm gonna I'm gonna mess up my steering or I'm gonna I'm gonna pinch a tire like I, I just I was trying not to be negative about it because obviously Joanna's still in the best mood because she slept the last three hours she's <laughs> like we're gonna we're gonna get there soon. Um, and I'm just looking at my fuel gauge going down as I'm driving through this road because it's all uphill, downhill. Like I'm, I'm walking pace, so it's like you know I didn't. I'm, I'm drove down into this street expecting like next fuel petrol station. I'm gonna I'm gonna fill up, and I'm on maybe a quarter tank, on a quarter of my tank, which is about seven liters or something. So you know that's a, a reasonable amount, but I mean I'm not about to to drive a big highway run on that. Yeah. Um, so I finally get to the, to the other end of this zigzaggy road, kind of the bottom, and I'm cruising across a few bridges that were, um, it, it looked like, um, something that you'd find in, in Jurassic Park, like in a Jurassic Park emergency exit after it's been closed for 10 years. <laughs> like all the, the, the trees, I mean, the, like the grass is maybe two meters tall and like over the road. Yeah. you potholes. Velociraptors poking their head out. Hey, what's up, bro? <laughs> I, had, I had my camera out, ready to take a take yep. a shot. I didn't, I didn't know. It was like, I, you know what? Actually, as we're cruising into this street, there was two police trucks at the like on, on the highway as you turn off. And I thought, you know, is, is there a reason why they're there, or are they? Do they not go down this street? Like it looked pretty deserted. <laughs> I, I, I was honestly, it, it crossed my mind to be, you know, like two trucks front and back. And, uh, and to be to be kidnapped or something like I still carry these these old programs in my mind of possibilities even though I know Mexico is like completely fine. It's completely fine. You mean? <laughs> I mean, if you were going to get kidnapped, that would that would probably be, you know, that's that's probably one of the top top ten locations or, or flavors of location where, where it's going to happen. <laughs> I haven't seen another car for hours. Yeah. I don't exactly. even. I don't know who drives down this road. <laughs> like this isn't even a road. It's like there, there was boulders the size of my boccia on the road that I had to weave around. <laughs> and I, I said nobody uses this road. This is like some kind of Jurassic Park emergency exit that had been abandoned. Like the road's falling apart. Okay, it, it, so you were entering the Area Fifty One of Mexico. That's what you're trying to say. Yeah, I tried to find the road on the map, and now I can't find it. Right. Like, I just, it's not there. And the, um, anyway, so this road, nobody uses it. And I've been on it for maybe an hour. 
and I'm crossing these bridges that are kind of at the bottom and I'm like, yes, you know, I finally got to the river because on the map I could see the rivers coming up. But the, there was like there was no top on, on the bridge. It was just um, like those rails. Like I could, I could see the rails, like the, yeah. like the steel rail that the concrete's supposed to be on top of. Um, and there's the potholes on it. And uh, it looked like it was washed away and it was just the frame. <laughs> but it was, it was getting dark now and, you know, we're going slow. But I thought, well, you know, it can't be that much further. There's, like the he- the botch was not heavy, so you know we'll just we'll just go for it. Um, you know whatever happens, it's Joanna's fault. So I didn't I didn't even want to come here. <laughs> it, does, it, does, it doesn't matter. Um, and I'm looking at my fuel gauge, and now I'm in the red. So I'm literally on a couple liters of fuel. Like this is it. This is the end of the line. I'm making jokes like, "Hey, do you want to put the tent on that side of that tree or over there?" Yeah. Or this side of the river. Like it was, I, I didn't I didn't care. Well, that was, that was good foresight with the tent. Maybe filling up, uh, <laughs> filling up the tank would have been better foresight, but still. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I I did before I left. Oh right. Okay. It's just that I I thought when I get to the halfway, I'd fill it up, and I just didn't, I just didn't see a petrol station. Yeah. Um, but crossing these bridges, I, I saw a guy on a horse up the road, so I drove up and I, I, I waved time. out to him. Yeah, I was like, good "There's omen. there's someone here to help, and he has a horse." <laughs> I said, uh, is there a town nearby? Like, you know, like, hey, is there a town anywhere? And he goes, oh, yeah, 100, just right here. I said, where? <laughs> I don't see shit. Uh, I, I had to turn around, and it, it would have been no more than 200 meters. Like, I, I literally just passed it. But it looked like a cobblestone driveway. Yeah. And I, I drive in, and then I drive up, and then I turn, and it's like, hairpin turn like driveway like I'm on like a dirt rock road I took three of these levels up and there's a whole town that's it was, it was quite big right there on top of on top of this little hill that mm-hmm. I couldn't see anything because there's just cliffs on the road as you curving around um, and then this driveway going into this town but now I'm in this town and I'm like okay where's the petrol station there's no petrol station in this town and they're not even allowed it's illegal to sell petrol like people who just they didn't want to they didn't want to talk to me or help me, um, and then and then the um, the shop that I, it was just a corner store, you, you know. Just a, a, you actually unknowingly entered the the USSR and so many restrictions on trade that didn't, they didn't want to sell you anything. Just crossed Europe, yep. <laughs> and just a little time warp. I mean, I, I I get it. You know why you why you don't want people selling petrol. But when you're in a Why? town, well, because I think you've got a local government that, that say, okay, there's no petrol station here. I can't have other people making money off petrol. What? No, that sounds like a stupid idea. <laughs> no, well, I mean, I, I'm not saying it's a good idea. It, it's just that from my experience with local government here in Mexico and, and you needing to have a, a permit to sell anything, yeah. then it, it just it makes sense because I don't think there's permits to sell petrol i think that's like a that's a that's a government entity it's like yeah, it's, a, it's reserved for the aristocrats there we go um but the guy that was at the shop he saw that i was i was in trouble like he's just like okay so there's a couple they got a car with no fuel in it you know what are they going to do <laughs> and uh and then he kind of like nudged the kid that was hit with him and said you know go check see your uncle's got fuel and 
we went, we walked three blocks up to where his uncle lived and he went out to his shed and he pulled out like a 20 liter jerry full of fuel. And I bought 10 liters off him and then he came back and helped me put it in my car, you know, because I never had a funnel or anything. Um, and that was all, that was all good, except I was feeling weird because country folk talk different. <laughs> what do you mean their accent or the expressions well, or what do you mean? Well, okay, no, I don't know whether it was because it was Nayarit. Hey there, since I got you that uh, 10 liters of petrol, maybe you could do a little favor for me, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> he did say that if I didn't feel comfortable driving back, there's a spare room. <laughs> yeah, the squeal like a piggy room. I, I didn't feel comfortable. Like, <laughs> I, I just felt his vibe from the, from the people and it, it was, you know, I, I was... I was describing the whole story like his horror film and <laughs> Joanna was sick of hearing my, you know, don't look out the back window. You know, you don't know who you're going to see or who's coming for it. Um, I don't know if it's a husband thing. It's funny to scare your wife. Uh, <laughs> it seems funny. Um, but the, the, town was, the town was like just a normal town except the people were, were, were weird. <laughs> well, they're probably all inbreds. They're, they're really sus. Six generations. They were. They, they asked me too many questions. Like you know, so whereabouts in California are you from? And, <laughs> and I was like, uh, the uh, the West Side. <laughs> no, I, I I didn't I didn't say that. But I, I asked them. You know, like uh, you know, I told them I'm not from California, and you know, like how how far do you think I've traveled? You know, like um, you know, I'm from Guadalajara, sort of thing. Yeah. But um, but talking to talking to the lady that was in the shop and the guy at the front, they've got three kids that moved to California, so oh. it was just default. You know, if you're not here, you're in California, <laughs> and and then they invited us in for a for a coffee, and and we had we ate sweet bread. <laughs> um, that that was nice. When you when you say sweet bread, you know, <laughs> you know that's a that's a funny term because if you say sweet bread in English, it actually means certain certain parts of awful, like uh, the oysters of an animal or something. Okay, <laughs> okay. so you don't mean sweet bread; you actually mean sweet bread. Yeah, I need to be more specific. Um, well, in <laughs> no, Mexico, I'm just, I'm just busting your balls, but <laughs> it's, it's it's totally cool because um, I understand the. Now, um, compadres here yeah. probably don't aren't familiar with pan dulce, which is literally sweet bread, which is yeah. an arrangement of of uh, delicious breads produced all through Mexico yeah. with various very specific names and ingredients. Yeah, wherever you go, they're all the, they're all the same. Like you buy a conche, and it's a conche, and they look like identical wherever you go. It's like they fucking clone these things in a factory. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why. <laughs> but I mean, it was their shop, so you know, she said to her daughter, um, which she was quite attractive for for a country girl. <laughs> um, that was Joanna. That she was quite attractive for an inbred. Joanna said, uh, five wow. generations of intermarriage with cousins." <laughs> I, I I don't know. I never saw the records. Okay, but Joanna Break said, the um, "Family Bible." She's very attractive for a country girl. I was like, "What are you? What are you saying? Like, just because you're city folk, like, don't be judging country people." Um, but they're, they're great. They're like they're, they're lovely people. I think I yep. felt weird because they were too nice. Oh, well, you know, they're interested. It's you know, it's the same old story, isn't it? They're just interested in people who come from somewhere else and they they want to 
find out more about it. Yeah. It's pre- pretty normal reaction, isn't it? Yeah, I don't think people drop in very yeah. often. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so they, they invited us in for a coffee and it was that, that's when they told me it's not 7 o'clock, it's really 6 o'clock, even though it was already dark. Like it, it seemed like a very different time, sunlight ratio compared okay. to Guadalajara. So you actually did step into a time warp here. Yeah, there was, there was a change of... So are you, did you ask them the year? Uh, I didn't. I should have. Okay. Um, who was president or uh, politics it, didn't come up? It was extremely different, <laughs> even though I was only three hours away. Right. Or maybe maybe further. I'm, I don't know. Like, it, like I left at lunchtime. Yeah. I, did, I didn't pay attention to how long I was driving for. Yeah. But I know it took yeah. me three and a half hours to drive back. Mm. And I was, I was hitting it pretty hard mm. considering. Um, but then that, that's when they told me, you know, there's a time difference here. So it's only six o'clock. You'd be back before midnight. And we weren't. We got home like nearly quarter to one. Um, but we... <laughs> it's all right. Yeah, it was, I mean, it was still a good time. Um, actually, that's, now I'm thinking it could have been five hours to drive back. <laughs> Either way, it was a whole day of driving. But um, they, these people were lovely. Like, you yeah. know, I, I was just very suspicious of them because they're asking too many questions and they're almost too nice. Like, okay, we have to help you. Like, you know, let's go find fuel, which I guess was, was good. Um, but it was their shop. So they just took bread out of the, you know, the bread tin and, you know, there was a kitchen right behind the shop. So where they're having coffee and having a chat about um, how, how lovely it is to have people that can help other people without expecting anything in return and how... Um, you know, she's got family in the US and hopefully if, if my kids were ever in trouble, you know, it'd be nice if someone could help them. So, you know, don't worry about it. It's my pleasure. Um, and this was the day after we were getting free chocolate. So, <laughs> so uh, that, that was pretty funny. You're like, this never happens. <laughs> Apparently it does when you step into a time warp into 90s, 50s Mexico when nobody uses petrol <laughs> there were there were more horses than cars when, when i got to this town mm. like the, actually when i first pulled up to the shop there was a big black horse like not like the donkey horse you see dragging the, the bins around here like yeah. it was a big i could have been like a back two me like it was a big horse yeah. possibly the biggest horse i've seen in real life um with big braided like hair <laughs> I don't know. I don't know the parts of the horse, but you know they got a mane, right? It's called a mane. Yeah. It was all braided nice. Their tail was braided nice, and it had a big, like royal, like ah. I'm, I'm expecting. I'm assuming it was royalty because it was an immaculate looking horse, like just shiny, big, strong horse. Yeah. Um, not the one you see people cruising around and around town. Like this was this was like something out of um, one of those. Cruising around. You seen the guys cruise around town? <laughs> you seen those motherfuckers rolling round on the on the souped up Rolls Royce horses? On the on the, the gold shoed horses. <laughs> yeah, the she- Chevrolet, you know, Chevrolet horseshoes. Yeah, okay. <laughs> chrome plated horseshoes and everything. Yeah. yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, sure. the grill. The horse got the big yeah. chrome grill. <laughs> it was one of those with yeah. a, with a big R just stamped on his butt. Okay. Um. So, that was pretty impressive. And there were, I mean, going back to the town, there wasn't really that many cars. There was no petrol station. Um, that was it. When we first went in to get fuel, our mission was to get fuel and to keep going. Like We, we were going we to stay at this town overnight or, or camp or whatever. But um, we come this far, you know, we're not going to lose. 
all this ground that we made, we need to get to this town. And, you know, as we put fuel in the car about like, off we go, you know, bye. Thank you for the coffee. Bread was wonderful. See you some other time. Um, and they're like, uh, you know, you're not going to San Sebastian, are you? Mm. I was like, it's, it's late. <laughs> and I was like, well, you know, it's only an hour away. They're like, yeah, but the bridge has been out for years. <laughs> right. And uh, it was just like this gulp of like, what, what? The bridge has been out. And it was confusing because on one hand, okay, Maybe we're not going to make it. It's like, I, don't, I don't like not oh, right. completing my mission. Oh, is, this, is, this the, is this the part of the story where your can-do attitude comes out and you're like, Whoa, this, I'm, you get a revitalized burst of energy and Mr. Miyagi appears to you on a vision and says, you must find your way to San Sebastian. <laughs> I was waiting for that guy to turn up with boards and a few bricks yep. and we're going to make a ramp. Oh, and we're right. going to take this bridge. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm, I'm thinking of, of what I can do. Like, the water can't be that deep. If I can just get the botcher down there, maybe yeah. we can, like, maybe I should go look at it. Maybe, yeah. there, maybe there's a way. Like, someone has to get across this, this water. Yeah. Um, I, didn't, I didn't even go look. It was dark. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, but I'm thinking there has to be a way. Mr. Miyagi. You have to be able to get across. Disappointed. Um, yeah. But then it occurred to me, so you're telling me that the road that I came in on is the only way in and out of town, like hour-long, zigzaggy, up and down mountains, hairpin turns, speed bumps, missing road, potholes, the worst. Um, that's, that's the only way in town. I'm like, you guys don't get out much, huh? Mm-hmm. That's what I'm thinking. Like, this, these people are stranded here. Yeah. It's like just an unfortunate geographical uh, gravity time well. Yeah. So that uh, that was indeed the case then. That that was it. Yeah, okay. yeah. Like that that was the end of the line. Like you know, we were upset. We had to go home. Um, I mean, there's yeah. Moral of the story. That's don't what trust Apple Maps. The, the the maps like they don't. Someone didn't message Google or Apple uh, to tell them that the bridge was out. <laughs> I wonder why not. I mean, that was it was devastating. It's like, I'm following the map. I'm doing good. I'm making time. It's like, you know, yeah, this is my yeah. technology. And, you know, like back to the future, no bridge. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. So, that's a, so you made it home in one piece, didn't have to camp out. And uh, Joanna was happy because she had her, her adventure, even though she didn't make it to San Sebastián de las Almas de, de Jesucristo de, de la Virgen de... <laughs> de la East Side. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, she was, she was happy. She was tired. She had a big day. Um, <laughs> that, that was all good. I, I wasted a day driving and a whole crap load of fuel. Um, but on the way home... After I got the 10 liters of fuel shell. and I go to fill up, I'm smelling as, you know, they, they serve, there's a person there to put the fuel in the car. Yeah. I can smell a whole lot of fuel. Like usually I can smell fuel, but more than normal. So I get out and I can see a big puddle of fuel around my car. When you're sitting in a car mm. above a puddle of fuel roughly the same size as the car, it stinks. Like it really stinks like petrol. 
Cool. Um, so that's when I knew something was up. It's like, that's not supposed to smell like that. Um, I mean, that's strong. So I'm outside the car and I'm, I'm looking at it and I'm thinking, you know, I don't, shouldn't have that much fuel outside of my car. Mm. I'm thinking, have I punctured my, my fuel tank? Um, did, the, did the chick that put fuel in just miss the hole? Just pouring fuel over my car? Like, like what's, what's happening here? Um, I don't think all the fuel went out on the floor because my tank registered as half a tank. So that's at least, you know, eight liters of fuel. Uh, I moved the car back. I lifted the bonnet because the fuel tank for the botch was in the front. And what I think happened was as they're undoing the, the cap, because of all the rattling and the hours of speed bumps and well, no, potholes and just crappy roads, what happened was it looked like it's come, it twisted itself somehow because it's, it's only about maybe, you know, 10 inches long, this, mm. this steel pipe that goes from the outside of the car, connects to the fuel tank. Um, in the process of them undoing the fuel cap, I think they've pulled it off, like it was already loose. And then some fuel got in the tank, but most of it just filled up my front, the front of my car and just dripped down the floor. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, I was just like, you know, at this point, I don't, I don't care. Like a day's been just a big day of just upsets. Um, so I looked at the girl and I'm like, uh, you might want to clean this up. And they, they start pouring sand on it and stuff. And I, I don't care. I'm washing my hands and I'm going to the bathroom. I left Joanna to deal with talking to them about what just happened. <laughs> I, by the time I got back, <laughs> right. um, they agreed to give me half of what I paid for again because they assumed that all of it poured out. Um, they said they didn't have to do it because it wasn't their fault. And I said, well, it's not my fault. You didn't notice it. You didn't notice it dripping out. Like it's not a very big car. <laughs> um, so, they, so we met each other halfway and they, they gave me another half of, uh, I don't know, like an extra 10 liters or something on top of what I already had. So I mm-hmm. thought, okay. Could any worse? I'll take it. But um, it was just a just a funny uh, end to the night. After not having fuel anywhere, after driving, stressing out my fuel tank in less and less fuel, going in a direction that I couldn't even finish my my drive anyway, uh, waiting for fuel to finally get fuel and have it all poured out. <laughs> have it, it's like it's like that thirsty camel cruising across the desert. It finally gets to the to the tap opens it up and uh, you know what rushes out is all that there is it's like it's gone <laughs> um, so then it, it then it starts occurring to me like how do people live in that town without petrol like how is it you know you need to you need to know your nearest petrol station is two hours away or you're buying it from your neighbor at a premium well apparently they just use horses and the horses eat grass and they turn that into petrol or fuel, some kind of fuel. But then they, they never get out of town. Well, yeah. looking at the road they had. Well, that that road would probably be easier to navigate by a horse than it would by a botcher. Uh, well, Joanna and I made the joke. Joanna made the joke like, if we could trade the botcher for a horse right now, would you do it? <laughs> I think a horse is probably worth more than your car. Maybe. Definitely worth more. Yeah. Yeah, even just an average horse. Yeah. Even <laughs> even some dogs could be worth more. I'm sure. Yes. Yeah, a, pl- a, a Doberman can pull a plow pretty well, I guess. Well, you know what they they say they are selling um, English bulldogs. Yeah, for sixteen, sixteen to twenty thousand pesos. So yeah, it's worth more than a bocho, and that's just a 
household bulldog, <laughs> I would have taken the horse. <laughs> um, but it's interesting. The economics of, of petrol, it's like such a, a power. Like it's, a, it's so necessary in the city. But then you get out, no one cares. It's <laughs> like that, that's tractor business. And we don't worry about that. That's like farm life. Mm. Mm. So that was my weekend. Didn't, cool. I didn't feel like doing anything on Sunday. So the moral of the story is... If uh, there's an economic collapse and the world runs out of oil, go into regional Mexico where the bridges are out and you can survive there eating sweet breads and uh, drinking coffee with the locals. Well, that's the whole reason why I told the story. <laughs> because we're, we're discussing this, this idea of, of petroleum yeah. and necessity. <laughs> well, no, I mean, we, I mean, we're discussing that well before the, the episode started. So, before yeah. you hold that, told that whole story. Yeah. <laughs> so, actually, nobody no, nobody knows what you're talking about and that just seemed like a off, well, off the hand, off the cuff, uh, random comment that, that led from nowhere. We, so, we do that. Well, okay, the question <laughs> is, do we need petrol? All right. Yes. Yes, <laughs> we do. Okay, okay. Um. I guess we can talk about the economics of that in a, a later episode. <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure. Yeah, I think we better wrap it up. That's <laughs> I mean, we, we could just cut this part off. Okay. No. That, it's that's not, not our style. It's, it's great. It's brilliant. We'll just keep <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. See you next time, guys. Download it on your Android phone so you have it.